0: The mike and mario show and what an interesting week to say the least but uh, we're here and uh, lots of things worth touching on but before we dive in any further mario how are you doing my friend
1: yeah i'm well as i said you know it's uh five o'clock here and it's already dark it's yeah. a bit damp and uh cold but it, it's the time of the year i was able to get a bit of golf in yesterday but mm-hmm. no everything's fine uh, and uh, we're seeing that um, the u s treasury of course is having difficulty uh issuing its debt so maybe you could talk a little bit about that and then i'll I'll come back and comment because uh, I used to actually be involved uh, in uh, these uh treasuries in the cash market before i uh, I joined you know I started as a futures broker I was a treasury broker. so And I can uh, talk a little bit about what happened uh, vis-a-vis the Chinese uh, bank, ICBC.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So for those who are joining us, definitely let's give it a second, make sure everybody gets a chance to plug in in real time. And uh, we're going to go through some of the headlines, some things that caught our attention, share our two cents on it. And then what we're going to do for the Q&A portion, something we've never done before, uh, but again, give you a chance for those who are interested in joining us face to face to share your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, as well as offer, you know, some questions or whatnot in the comment section. Figured it'd be a good way to meet face to face with some of the viewers or whatnot and hang out a little bit and see where see where we can go with this. But I uh, hope everyone is doing well. Uh, hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channels, and then we're going to jump right in and just talk about what's happening, man, because I think it's, it's very telling. But uh, yesterday, of course, Mario, you're going to talk further about this, but this headline here caught my attention just because I think this is probably the most important subject of this week on top of the give us a four uh, gives us a some foresight into what we can expect for the future. And it has everything to do with the debt and the possible lack of interest in our debt based upon the deficits we're running and everything in between. But then again, there was an auction yesterday and there was a lack of bidders. Uh, international bidders, according to some of the information there. And so the question I wanted to put out there was like, you know, you know, what happens if no one shows up, you know, internationally to buy our debt? How does that impact the current financial system that's dependent upon debt and then ultimately our currency? So long story short, it's going to be a very rough ride ahead. But I think this type of events here is just the beginning of what we're going to see because overall there is not much value in debt, especially in an environment where uh it's being weaponized globally. So that's a little bit of my sense there, but Mario, when you saw this story, I guess, you know, not, I'm sure it wasn't a surprise to you, but then again, what was your take on it?
1: Well, I have to admit zero hedges being a little bit, uh, dramatic, because it wasn't wasn't, uh, catastrophic, the auction because you had something called the bid to cover ratio, which was still above two, but it was the lowest in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that, um, Let's say they were selling. I don't know how many billions they were selling. Let's say they're selling 10 billion and there were twenty, twenty-two billion 22 billion in bids. So the bids cover is 2.2. 2. So there's still enough uh, bids there to cover the whole 10 billion. What, what would be catastrophic? And this has happened before in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm in the German government bond years ago, is if you have a bid to cover less than one, which means the treasury is trying to sell 10 billion and they only get uh, 9 billion in bids. So right. it's not that bad. The other thing uh, to note is the the tail of the auction. And what does that mean? Well, um, the, the longer the tail, it means that uh, it's not very liquid, which means mm-hmm. some people are willing to buy that bond at, at let's say 4.8% uh, yield and some want like 5.2. So it's a very wide range of bids. Uh, if most of the bids are con- concentrated in one, at one yield, it means mm-hmm. the tail is uh, short and, and that means it's a healthy, healthy auction. And as for the foreigners, yes, foreigners weren't that interested, but I, I think uh, eventually, um, the uh, U.S. Treasury will have to depend more and more on the domestic investors. And the Mm -hmm. way they're going to do that is, uh, unfortunately, they're going to have to offer higher yields. And that's Mm -hmm. why I I don't think the uh, bear market in bonds is over. And uh, we spoke about this before we came on, that in the short end, like in the bills and stuff, uh, yields are above 5%, and, and that's draining a lot of capital away from corporate bonds which could create a a recession in the us it could create a credit crunch and the reason that's happening is because the government doesn't care the government needs to keep financing itself it doesn't care if it creates a a recession you know as long as uncle sam can keep having his
0: his hits (laughs) yeah Yeah, and
1: the other thing as well this is the way they refinance uh, all the debts debts that come due is by issuing mm-hmm. more debt and i think you showed me a chart as well if you want to bring it up uh yeah how the uh debt interest has reached over a trillion
0: yeah let me grab that chart here so uh where am i there we go here so yeah so yeah now that's you know u.s debt interest rockets past one cool trillion a year and so the, the graph is a different different graph here but this is a primary story where this is just the beginning. This is just beginning of where it's heading on top of the environment Federal Jerome Powell talking about, you know, inflation is not where it should be. We still might need to continue. So he's still, you know, basically very hawkish on the fact that they might continue to try to raise in the midst of all this crises. And therefore I'm sure that causes more lack of confidence in our debt issuance, given the fact that 1 trillion is already unsustainable. But one thing I noticed real quick, Mario, uh, is during, um, these, um, Looking at who showed up, uh, it says, you know, bank dealers were the force to step up and take the balance. So the bank dealers, uh, aren't those the same institutions, i.e., the banks that have been backstopped and by being being supported with the BTFPF, you know, emergency fund, you know, escape release valve. So yeah. can can this type of cycle continue for some time now if the banks step in as the primary dealers because mm-hmm. they're backed up by the Fed ultimately speaking? Mm-hmm
1: yeah i i mean the primary dealers they're they're uh the big uh new york banks uh mm-hmm. the big international banks you can find them on the new york fed website they're primary okay. dealers so they had to step in and i guess uh that probably doesn't help the reverse repo uh either and um, mm-hmm. the, the thing with these dealers, they'll they'll take the issuance, but then they'll get rid of it. They'll they'll probably sell it in the market. And that's why we saw yields go higher yesterday, because they don't want to hold it. And uh the BTFP, I think uh the people who are using that are more of the regional smaller banks. So mm-hmm. I think that's different. But uh as you uh As we talked about it, though, that BTFP fund seems to have uh, jumped up a little bit, which is a sign that there's some banks in trouble. And we're saying if you and I did this kind of uh, malarkey, you know, uh, accounting like the Fed does with these banks, we'd be in jail. Uh, The Fed is basically saying to banks who have assets that have lost Half their value, they're saying, oh, don't worry, Uh, we'll provide you with the difference. You can value that asset at 100 cents to the dollar. So, yeah, that's another sign here. This could get worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could go higher if we see a continued credit crunch, Mm -hmm. as we spoke about as well, that's starting to happen. Corporations are not being able to borrow very cheaply because the government is crowding out. Uh, the whole credit market.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, that's just the article you're referring to here. Investors pull record sums from corporate buying ETFs as lending say, uh, rates soar. Uh, so here we have, you know, just more of the scramble right now of, you know, people literally trying to get a hold of their funds to put them into things that produce and then take less risk. And so you mentioned talking about, you know, people crowding into the T bills uh, right now uh, just because it's short term. And so the question is with that, you know, BTF chart I just showed a minute ago, as as of right now, it's continuing to spike up incrementally. But given the fact that I think the major banks, the big two big to fail banks, I think their losses as of right now is around 650 billion or so when you add them all up. And so is there yeah. a probability, is there a probability that, that 650 billion that's mentioned with the big two too big to fail banks, that somehow, some way, like, you know, will that eventually fall onto uh, this uh, BT, this program that they've created? Uh, which could literally lead to a conti- you know, like a complete rocket shot type of uh trajectory, you think?
1: Well, I, I think the six hundred and fifty billion, um, that's for the whole US banking system and it okay. probably does include the too big to fail. But that's it, possible, yeah, it could impact the too big to fail. And that would be pretty uh catastrophic in my opinion, because it means that the smaller banks would have no one to come and uh save him like a a JP Morgan or, or something. And and maybe that's why Jamie Dimon and some other bank executives are, you know, Jamie Dimon's supposed to sell a million shares Mm -hmm. next year. Uh, If
0: I were him, I'd start selling it already, (laughs) but but uh, he he can't. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, I I don't think he, I don't think he can, but just for the sheer sake of, you know, overall market confidence, like if they see him literally getting rid of, you know, millions yeah. or damn near yeah, I saw total.
1: Larry Fink just got rid of ten million dollars worth of BlackRock as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh so I remember doing a video I'm sure you talked about it as well how I think it was two year no two years during twenty during twenty two twenty during twenty two last year I think how you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all those guys are literally getting out of ultimately at the top of their own companies. Just to, as I said, take some chips off the table, and so it looks like it's it's the bankers' turn now to take some chips off the table, given the fact that they're anticipating some type of uh, correction or change coming soon. So uh, that would definitely impact the overall health of the banking sector, and so literally everything is in, in, in to this debt fiasco is pointing back to the banks. Therefore. The risk falls on the depositors as always. and so uh, just something that people should definitely be aware of. And I think nowadays night level before, having its least least amount of exposure to those very questionable entities is crucial. But then here's another thing. Uh, you see me in an article about the uh, issue they had in Australia where cash became king in the short term as uh, the telecom industry went down. people were literally scrambling for cash uh let me find that article where can i find it at uh let me see give me one second here where'd it go here we go okay here we go so uh put this on the screen here uh aussie telco blackout chaos uh, proves cash stills remain king and so when the power goes out internet is not functioning properly or something like that you know then what do people do and unfortunately majority of people don't have just disposable cash sitting handy in case of emergency. So it's that give or take, you don't want to be all in cash. You definitely want to be solely in government debt. You want to have your medals, but having an equal balance of comfort and protection is all, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, these are the days we're living in, man.
1: Yeah. The other reason why, uh, I wouldn't want to be, uh, I I'm not financing the government, i.e. buying treasuries or, uh, gilts, which is the UK equivalent is because I don't want to finance them. I don't approve of their actions, what they're doing, what they have been doing for decades. Yeah. So and I know that some people don't look at it like that. but um, you know that's why I think having a sound money system where a gold and silver are money uh, would probably stop this crazy spending because there would be a limit to how much they could borrow. Because under a gold standard or silver standard, if they borrow too much, rates go through the roof. But under this fiat currency system, we can see that the the central bank will manipulate uh, the bond market for the government. And they can keep borrowing despite the fact that we're almost at 130% of GDP in the U.S. in terms of the national debt. And it's growing um, by trillions every year.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we mentioned this before we went on air, but we're talking about how, you know, Jerome Powell and his efforts to, I guess, contain, maintain or keep the narrative that they're in control is not done yet. So here's just a headline. Powell says Fed is not confident it has done enough to bring to bring inflation uh, down so what's the chance that uh, of course everyone is anticipating some type of pivot but then again they're saying that uh, not enough has been done I'm assuming referring to the fact that uh, another interest rate hike or two might be on a table or a prolonged pause before they actually have to pivot is underway but you know what's the chance that they'll be able to stick to their narrative before either something gives something breaks or something happens in a form of some type of crises that uh, you know forces them to have to make some real tough decisions what are you thinking
1: well, uh, there's definitely a chance of a crisis that they it would give them the excuse to to print again. And uh, I don't think Powell really knows what inflation is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, two years ago or two and a half years ago, he was testifying in congress and someone asked you know oh, all this money you printed isn't that inflationary and he said oh no that that is not uh, inflationary but you know if you look at M- m2 uh or even m1 uh it has come off from the top last year but if you compare m1 the m1 now or A- and even m2 to prior to 2020 we're still higher so uh <laughs> the only way to bring down inflation is to basically uh bring the money supply back down to pre-2020 levels but if you really were to do that the whole thing would uh, collapse the the whole world would <laughs> financial monetary system would be like a a war zone um and uh what he means by inflation of course are these doctored uh consumer price numbers and personal consumption, uh, PC numbers that the yeah. Fed looks at and, and uh, they use the Krugman, uh, you know, CPI, which is basically they strip out everything and there's no inflation, <laughs> inflation, right? Krugman said, oh, if you take out energy, housing and uh, all the important things, inflation is actually hasn't gone up. So I I don't expect. Um, Prices or the dollar or any currency to appreciate in purchasing power in the next mm-hmm. year, two,
0: three, or five years. Um, so that's the way I see it. Yeah. And I think that sentiment is also shared with Frank Gustra <laughs> yeah. uh, in this video clip here. I've been talking about just looking at, you know, look at, at currency devaluation in comparison to gold. And it's a clear sign that, you know, things are definitely, as he says, they're unraveling. So uh, very wise, uh, wise man to pay attention to. Go ahead.
1: It looks like, I i don't know if you saw that. I sent you something that, yeah, yeah. uh, Jay Powell is kind of losing his cool with the climate change people. <laughs> that was quite yeah. funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, was, I thought I had it on the screen. So here's the little Frank Grucer video. Yeah, no. uh,
1: yeah. You could play that. Let
0: me find you about that JP or the TikTok. Let me.
1: Yeah. That was quite, yeah. Funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> climate change interrupted. yeah I, I don't know if you can i don't know if you guys can hear it if i play it but uh it was he was very you know very potty mouth you know very very potty mouth was, yeah at first, so either he literally losing his cool or is just yeah. hard to maintain that the act of like well, you know being able to control everything I,
1: one positive is that maybe he's lost his cool at the climate change people so that would be good because he knows it's a you know scam i don't want to say it here right um, which, so that's a good thing, or maybe he's worried about other things, and he's just like, "Yeah, he used the f word, didn't he?"
0: Yeah, close now, close, close the effing door so they they can't get in. Initially, remember, there was two, maybe two, three years, ago, or two, three years ago, after all the madness ensued, that our, our you know, the politicians were trying to incorporate climate change under the Federal Reserve's mandate they were trying to throw that in there as if you know people would fall for it and so clearly that's something I feel that you know printing more currency can't really solve so they decided to back away from that
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. oh man okay let's go get to a couple more uh, articles here um, here's another interesting headline uh, about uh, Russia's viewpoint possible viewpoint on what uh, you know might might be coming here in the US it says US will run out of paper to print dollars on Uh, This has come out of Kremlin from one of their financial uh, ministers or whatnot. But uh, So it's very telling how, amongst all this craziness, the whole Ukraine-Russia situation doesn't get any airplay anymore, and there's been more talk on this side how, I think even CNN did a report saying how Ukraine was losing and it didn't look favorable for Ukraine. So now they're trying to play up that narrative of needing to, I guess, either back away from Ukraine bit by bit, because now... Israel and Gaza has all full attention with support financially. So like Russia, I haven't followed much of their economy, but I imagine they're not doing as bad as the Western media wanted mm. us to believe throughout the last, what, two years of this military, you know, yeah, confusion. I mean, uh, by, place.
1: by now, uh, Russia should have collapsed and Putin should have been dead. <laughs> right. So uh, that comment about the, the, uh, there not being enough paper to print dollars, of course, that is a joke because yeah, yeah. nowadays you know the m1 money supply i think it's what 16 trillion or something which is huge mm-hmm. but most of that is in bank deposits is digital there's very uh, no, no. little actual cash but uh i think they're just like uh how can i say they're being uh they're dissing the u.s isn't it is that the word Right, just, right. Just poke a fun, poker fun yeah, at us, like, you know, literally. and, and right, literally, think, you know, to, they have a point, you know, because the West pokes fun at Russia. They say it's a, a car, uh, you know, a, like a gas station, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, even though it's a, it's a pretty cultured, well-developed country, you know, a lot of history and uh, tradition. So <laughs> right. I guess you know they you got to be able to take it. Um, you know, the good with
0: the bad when you you start having a go at people. And since all this madness started started off, to me, having done more research on Russia, they they appear to be a very self-sustaining country, having more than enough territory to produce and to manufacture everything they need to sustain themselves without Western help, which has been key for them. And they've ramped up all their bilateral trade deals and all the agreements and stuff with China and Russia and all that stuff like that. So Yeah, clearly, uh, you know, they got exposed for lying. So, but I thought that was just something worth mentioning. Uh, What else we got here? Let's get to. Here's another issue as well from a little headline that caught my attention, uh, talking about a possible Arab Springs 2.0 over food. And so it says, uh, "Grow Intelligence Head warns global food crisis much worse than 2008." And so basically, it's this young lady here speaking about how, uh, because of the current economic conditions, currencies. And other nations are literally failing right now, causing the consumer price for food to go through the roof. And so it says here, America said Syria food inflation is up 2000 percent, 1200 percent in Lebanon and 700 percent in Argentina. Yeah. I don't like that term, food inflation. It's not
1: yeah. the food that is inflating. It's the currency that is inflating. Price, and it, yeah. it doesn't buy anything anymore. And I think it's going to happen, uh, unfortunately, in the U.S., U.K., and Europe. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I heard the price of a Big Mac meal is
0: like I don't know, quite a lot now. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, too, too dang much. And so, and on top of that, to eat, you know, I mean, it's one thing to have something close to real food, but then to have processed food that you can put on a shelf for a week and come back to it and it still looks the same, and yeah, doesn't lose taste or smell or yeah. like that. That's interesting. And, and then yeah, here's go, a little. When you but, go to
1: restaurants here too, as well. You know, I remember starters used to be like four to five or six pounds for a good starter. Now mm-hmm. it's like uh, 12 to 15 pounds. So, you know, if you're going to have a, go to a good restaurant and have some wine, it's going to be over 100 pounds easily. You know, right, you, right. you and your uh, wife or your husband,
0: you know, two people. So- a family, to feed a family of four. I've watched the entire bill go up, tr- you know, tremendously. And on top of that, the quality of the food and the service is not representative of any of that cost. So it's forced me to dial back a lot as much as I can. But um, here's a interesting graph here from uh, Wall Street silver it says, everything is fine. It says searches for the cost of groceries is now an all time high, both in the U S and worldwide. So people going online, looking for solutions or answers as to why the cost of groceries is going up is, is trending up. And so that would ultimately will lead people to realize that it's because of monetary and fiscal policy at some point, which could also be good for those who want to protect and preserve some of their current yeah, fiat um, unfortunately, power. Go ahead.
1: Unfortunately, you know, the mainstream and uh, the, the, <laughs> they'll be telling people, Oh, it's because of this, you know, we had yeah. this real political crisis because oil prices are, are going to go up, you know, mm-hmm. and oil prices don't cause inflation. They're just a consequence. Uh, the real problem is all the money printing. And, and I'm afraid this, uh, uh, food, uh, crisis. Yeah. That could be kicking off already in some of the, uh, countries that don't, uh, have, uh, you know good currencies <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh we're lucky in the west still that our currencies are heavily manipulated a- against gold and silver and that kind of maintains their values yeah. uh, but i think with the bricks and bricks plus from next year you know th- those countries have a lot of uh, natural resources and agricultural mm-hmm. uh, commodities uh, I-, I think the next time there's a crisis in the central banks in the west you know, go, you know, uh, (laughs) those commodities are going to go through the roof in our fiat currencies. And and then we Mm -hmm. will have a food crisis too. Not that we already don't. I mean, I I read about a a lot of people here in the UK, uh, they're having to uh, give up uh, eating, uh, you know, three meals a day so that their children can eat, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, and they have to uh, keep the heating off, for most of the day, or else they can't afford to buy food. So it's yeah. still uh, um,
0: pretty bad. Yeah, like so, like stories like that, man, really touch home because I'm. I, I imagine you know, especially in a, in the developed world, UK, you, you know, US, beyond, you know, that we've had more than enough for quite some time. So to f- to see people over their head in debt with the credit card at all time highs and foreclosures on homes, and I mean, just I just like it. Just man, it makes me really appreciative of like. Having not, I guess, you know, bit into that or drunk the Kool-Aid to where I, I'm overly indebted to where I can't provide the bare necessities for life and for the family. That's where I'm like, man, very concerning to say yeah, the I least. Think, but, uh,
1: uh, here in the UK, the last time it, things were as bad was in the 1970s. I, I wasn't here in the 1970s, but uh, my wife grew up here in the 70s and, and she said that uh, it wasn't uh, as easy, you know, a, a lot of times her mom used to make the, the bread herself because it was cheaper and easier, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, and I think that that was a result of all the years of like austerity here after World War II and the the pound going down a lot when, you know, it lost its reserve status. So yeah. the 1970 was like, a, I think it's something that the US might experience. You know, there's there are a lot of people who don't think the dollar will... uh Ever lose its uh, major reserve status, but I, I think it—it's it, happening right now as we speak.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and so so you know you know how um, you, you like or you you continue to remind yourself as well as others you know the true definition of inflation, you know as far as uh, you know we got the the new modernized version of it and we have the historical you know school of art, you know Austrian economics definition of it completely two different definitions which is very confusing. If you don't know, you know how to distinguish between the two, I also look at, you know, the word dollar. Like I try to be I try to remind myself that, you know, not all dollars are created equal. And mm-hmm. of course, I refer to, you know, the Federal Reserve note being, you know, the primary instrument we all use in comparison to, like, say, for example, I got a Morgan Peace dollar here, which is yeah. also a dollar. But then this thing here issued in 1923.
1: Uh, uh, cost, wait, wait, the, the uh, Federal Reserve note is an imposter.
0: Correct. It's a receipt, that instrument, or whatever.
1: Yeah, what well, the Morgan dollar is a real dollar.
0: Correct. So these are two. They, they both got the word dollar on them. But then one is we all know is a problem. The other one has been. It's, it, this thing is a hundred. It's a hundred years old. It got a heck of a story to tell, and it cost me what thirty thirty dollars or whatever as a uh, you know because of the contents of it. So just as a side note, all dollars are not created equal. So the USD will be around whatever digital form or whatever, the paper might be here still, but then ultimately the, the things that go click clack is what yeah. you probably want to make sure you well, are. That's why, you,
1: that's why your channel is called Rethinking the Dollar, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. I, I try to I try to get back to that. That's how it all started. <laughs> but I've strayed so far away from it these days. Um, so like I say it's a counterfeit, uh, 100%. And if people well, knew well, that.
1: Yeah, well, it's like a, an empty promise. I went to uh, dinner with my wife last week Mm-hmm. And, and uh we, we uh gave our coats at the front desk and they gave us a ticket with the number, you mm-hmm. know, when we leave, uh coat and and then you know uh I didn't expect to go and give them the ticket and they, they were gonna say, you know, oh we don't have your coat, but here here's another ticket. <laughs> I would complain, I want my coat. And we'll that, give you interest, uh, we'll give you interest on your coat. <laughs> yeah, the Federal Reserve note is basically that you know uh, they're able they create all these major crises you know world war one the great depression world war two uh 9 11 and now covid and whatever next they bring and Mm -hmm. uh people are so afraid and like so desperate that uh they'll you know they'll take anything they'll give them you know and uh i think that's why people still accept these uh uh how can I say I owe you nothing uh, promissory notes you know uh, you might as well I might as well write a note and pay someone yeah <laughs> the only think about is, this if, you, you know, know. It, it,
0: it's it's unfortunate it's the inherent it, you know, potentially the inherent nature of man to see an opportunity whether it 's right or wrong that's where your moral compass comes into play, but if you got a chance to give somebody a piece of paper. And put a legal backing behind it, enforceable by law. And then we're gonna add tax. We're gonna tax you on top of that. How over time it can oh, just yeah. become a manipulated tool to where it's like, I mean, they don't know no better. Why not print a couple more, give it to them, oh, and then take like it God. back from them on taxes and inflation? So, um, and
1: then uh, yeah, those are the guys from Jekyll Island, right? And then they uh, and then they uh, take those fraudulent. Uh, currency, uh, and they buy up all the uh, media, they buy up all the, they endow all the universities, you know, they mm-hmm. endow everything. And, uh, they brainwash people into believing that, uh, you know, the color of money is green, <laughs> but right. no, the color of money is yellow and, uh, silver,
0: you know, yellow <laughs> and white. Yeah. But uh, and that's one of the benefits of having done this for so long, man, is that, you know, people who are tuned in know, now it's a matter of reaching people who don't know as, as long as we got time yeah. to do such. And so that's why it's important for everybody here. If you find value from the content that we share, share it with other people, man. Get them something yeah. to think about. So
1: Share it because YouTube, uh, they they don't want to push this kind of content. Right. If they did, we'd have millions of
0: subscribers. But one thing they are pushing and people I follow, I noticed because I watched their numbers, you know, they don't mind pushing a Bitcoin channel. You put bit, So you put Bitcoin Mario in front of your channel. I bet <laughs> your views go up. Bitcoin Mike. I understand. I understand. So uh, we're th- we have about 30 minutes. So uh, today, as I mentioned, when we first started off about uh, giving everybody a chance to participate. And so what we want to do and have it done before. Is if you have a question, thought, or an idea you want to share it, I want to offer you a chance to join us in the next couple of minutes or so uh, for some face-to-face activity. Make it quick, simple, and sweet. I uh, love to meet you directly via camera and uh, get some thoughts and ideas. So I'm going to share a link. I see that so low,
1: low, low blood pressure says you can uh, Mario. You can max all credit cards and buy silver. He's <laughs> <laughs>
0: He is, yeah, he is the I think he's uh, the
1: biggest holder of silver in the,
0: in the Western Hemisphere. Low exactly. He maxed, about, he, he maxed out a credit card, get another credit card to pay that off. Then max. So yeah, he has a system going there. Yeah. So hopefully it works out well from him. But all right, so let's get to the Q&A side of things. So feel free to ask questions, thoughts, ideas, put in the chat, or click the link uh, that you guys see in the chat. It gives you a chance to join us face to face and mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, join us, share some thoughts. So feel free to have at it. And uh, let's get some back, back and forth going. And so, if you guys have topics that we didn't touch on briefly, bring it to the fold so we can all stay plugged in. What are you seeing in your neck of the woods? Yada yada, you know how it goes. And highlight at Manico sixty four or at RTD so it stands out. So makes it easier. Oh, someone Um, asked
1: here, John Knox, about copper. Yeah, I think copper is good as well. The only thing with copper is that you you have to get big amounts. I, I do have a copper. Kilo bar on my shelf, but I, I think copper is a good thing to have too.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, like I got, I, lo- I love my unique custom made copper rounds. So I got a couple of those just for souvenir sake, but it'll take a lot of copper. It'll take a lot of copper to, to maintain a purchasing power that a single ounce of gold would. And definitely, uh, I said about a about hundred silver eagles. So, question no, well, I'm not, because you know, I heard somebody the other day talking about an ideal ratio for somebody just getting started. You know, like how much silver would you, how much actual silver would you recommend in comparison to uh, if they could afford gold? but we'll get to that one second. Let's get, uh, we got a, someone joining us here. Let me get them on the screen here. Uh, there you go. Where you go? I had him on here. Where'd he go? Hi <laughs> from stream. Let me get him on. Let me change the viewpoint so it can show up better. There we go. Mr. So this is Mr. Low Blood Pressure <laughs> (LBP). It says you got an unstable LBP. connection. How you doing, my friend? Uh-oh. I can hear you, but it's choppy on the screen. But w- what's your thought? Or what's your? Give us your. Give me a. Give me your one-two strategy for maxing out those cards. The way that you say you do, or whatever question you yeah. have. Is uh, L- LBP, I don't mean to stop you, but your connection is unstable. It says unstable, so you're you're talking very computerized. How
2: about now? Is that better?
0: That's a lot better. Go ahead. Okay, just real quick. Uh, I, I'll get off. How how are they keeping the, the, the these rates so low? The ten
1: years
2: it keeps going back down. It touches five, it goes down to four and a half. How how are they doing this?
1: Well, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, Janet Yellen uh, said that they're going to sell less of those bonds and buy more of the short and issue more of the short term bonds. I think that's how they got the market to turn around and buy buy those. It's just more manipulation so yeah it's kind of a operation twist almost you know they're, mm-hmm. they're saying you know uh we're gonna issue more short term when we, we don't want to put too much pressure on the long end but yesterday with that 30-year auction <laughs> uh, they had problems so can you imagine if rates were still even a little higher but even jamie diamond and larry fink think think rates are gonna go probably to seven percent so and, and I think they're right. I will agree with
0: them for once. Mm. Right. That's a great question, LBP. And then also, like, if rates actually go that high and if people aren't showing up right now, then what? Like, you know, do people still have interest in the short-term T-bills then? Like, you know, will they see? And if they're not issuing as much, then what? Like, then then, then where do they go? How do, how do they maintain, you know, the the illusion that the markets are still healthy? Debt, debt markets are still healthy. So that's going to be the next, I guess, question we'll run into. Or they may have another, you know, banking event in China that, you know, is a reason for them not being able to get the things going. Anyway, uh, what else? Let me see any questions out there. I'm curious to, you know, get a chance to meet some people face to face. So if you're interested and courageous enough, feel free to join us for a quick second and share a thought or idea, whatever. Um, What else? Let me see. So, Mario, see if you see any questions out there.
1: Yeah, um, there's a spammer there, but... uh... I a spammer
0: i can do away with spammers let me where is janadu <laughs> yeah let me uh uh can i get rid of that one let me i mean i can probably i can i can get rid of it on my side but i can't i can't get rid of it else i can so yeah All i think right. i just i got well, rid of it on my side there's I think.
1: A question here from who's a jew oh my goodness <laughs> i read that <laughs> uh where are you create, at uh it says rtd does any retirement plan ie 401k or pension that has any equity left so he's asking if it's got any equity left well it depends what you know your retirement and your pension uh is invested in you know and um yeah it, it's becoming a problem uh here in the uk as well i, I saw that the bbc they have a. Uh, what they call defined benefit pension and, and they mm-hmm. have uh, like a, almost a 2 billion pound uh, hole in it because they promise the pensioners like a, a certain amount and and they index it to inflation and then inflation goes up, you know, they can't fund it. So yeah, it's a problem. I think pensions are going to be a,
0: a big problem. Yeah, those promises of 7%, they've made adjustments since, or should have made adjustments since then, but they haven't. Question from Mario. Thoughts on first Majestic stock?
1: Yeah, I have some first Majestic. I, I, it got really hit hard, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they're all like uh, a lot of the uh, silver miners are getting hit hard. And even mm-hmm. the uh, gold miners. I, I hold some of it, you know, but uh, I uh, keep my uh, mining stocks. It's all about how much risk you want to take. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah it, it it looks like dirt cheap you know First Majestic um yep. but uh, it's it's one of the things we've been saying that for the last two years though so
0: yeah i think one of the things that's going to help First Majestic out is that i think at beginning of this year or in q in q4 which now or q1 next year they're announcing their um their bullion store like uh, they're actually open up a physical store on top of what they do online so that definitely should help yeah. Overall yeah. valuation of the company. I, I, I think they had,
1: a, they had a they had a some results a couple of weeks ago and they lost quite a bit of uh, money. Um, yeah, and it doesn't help, you know, the silver price is so low, and costs for producing are probably you know not going any lower. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why eventually you know silver, uh, yeah, will go a lot higher because uh, it's not just First Majestic, but they're also keeping a lot of capital outside of the uh, mining uh, sector and, and there's less and less uh projects being developed and so there's going to be less and less uh silver in the future even though uh, there's still a
0: lot of demand for silver especially in china mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah and i think uh as as this debt issue with the u.s is exposed more as a problem internationally We're going to have come January 1st, the BRICS basically adding those six additional countries in that are all heavy oil magnets. So they're going to have a cartel over oil officially. And then I think the gold Shanghai, you know, separation from the prices of gold and silver will definitely be exposed come next year. So beginning of 2024 could be very interesting on a a lot of fronts. Uh, What else we got here? Nice. I couldn't hold uh, go to. So, so not many questions, my civil auction. I don't see many questions. see a lot of back and forth about 401Ks, it looks like.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh, but it looks like we didn't have any, any other, apart from LBP, any brave souls want to join us face-to-face. It's, it's unfortunate. So we gotta, I'm going to try to concoct an idea to get more participation. We'll do a giveaway or something next week, Mario. Well, you know, it's the, the best questions or something like that, get an ounce or two. How about that?
1: ounce <laughs> <laughs> or two of copper? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, you get I an ounce of gold, a, a 20 stack of copper, or you know, I'll give you a, I'll scrape, I'll, I'll shade, uh, shave I off some guess, gold and <laughs> give it to you.
1: <laughs> an ounce of silver, I guess, is
0: reasonable. Bet we'll, we'll work on that one. Uh, that sounds fun. Uh it says, Question I have I have enough gold and silver to pay my mortgage off, but what would you do? Great question. Qu- Am I going to touch on that? I, I know my first thought.
1: <laughs> wow, well, you go ahead.
0: All right, my first thought is like, you know, anything denominated in fiat currency at this current moment, you know, depending on your overall financial situation, I wouldn't be in a rush to pay off anything because over time, that's, I think it's uh I'm one of the real estate guys I follow who came up with a very good thesis that, you know, as a result of inflation, we anticipate it being higher for longer. So if you're able to maintain your income with no problems, it gets cheaper for you to hold on to that debt as long as you can sustain it. But then again, the purchasing power that's going to be absorbed through gold and silver, you know, we're not going to have a number at the end of the day, possibly. So, I wouldn't depart with it unless you know i had something that i was willing to cash out that'd be my thought
1: yeah i wouldn't sell gold and silver as well uh what i'd try to do is if you're able to pay off your uh, mortgage as much as possible with extra fiat that you get Mm -hmm. uh, i think that's a good idea uh but if if it's a small mortgage in relative terms then just (laughs) hold on to it i guess because it's going to become worth less and less as long as you're comfortable that that you can keep servicing it uh because right. that's
0: really important all right so we got another guest joining us here uh, another additional third we got a third leg coming in we got Mr. Paul T if we can get him on here Mr. Paul T how you doing my friend
2: i'm doing good i'm doing good um can you see me
0: uh, I saw you with your dog a moment ago, but it looks like you turned the camera around or Choppy oh, Signal no. says. Hold
2: on.
0: Hold on. And so hold on. So from from that accent I can tell that you're not from Michigan. <laughs> ah, no. No.
2: Oh, there you uh, go. That's uh, well, firstly, I wanted to say hello to Mario and Hi. uh hello from Hello from Rosie. Hi um, Rosie. Well, we're, we're great fans. We are great fans. Um, <laughs> Mario, what's going to happen to gold? You know, I mean, I know it's destruction of fiat currency, right? And um, how fast is this thing going to collapse? You know, when do you think gold will have its day? And what do you think are the risks of confiscation in the States and in UK particularly uh, would be my interest? So, yeah, um,
1: I, I think you know uh, we get frustrated a lot with uh, what happens in the gold market. But if you look at it longer term, you know gold is averaged almost ten percent a year in pounds since the year two thousand. So keep that in mind. And in dollars it's about nine. Uh, but uh, yeah, gold should be a lot higher. I.e., the currency should be a lot lower, uh, especially in dollars. I think dollars. If we break, uh, we 20, break uh, twenty. Oh, I if think we get the feedback see
0: from your side, let, let me not miss side but let me
1: I think twenty one hundred is the key level. If we break through, you know, the old there's three old highs there, then it's going to fly. And uh, how quickly it's difficult to say, but uh, it could be the next crisis where they have to uh, print uh, even more uh, currency. So I hope that so I hope questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well
2: we money M- Mario, we're great friends, both of you actually, uh and Clive. And you know, just be lovely to meet you in person one day, but thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. You're welcome. You for joining us. Okay. You for joining us. Yeah, good stuff there, man. I was uh there is not nah, I was trying to bring up the the sterling pound in and uh, gold terms but I didn't get a chance to get it in yeah, time Yeah, it's but. around
1: 1600. I mean, you know, when I uh started buying gold in 2002, it was about 220 pounds. So it, it has done well. It's just that uh, a lot of people expect uh, gold always to be going up, uh, you know, all the time and and it doesn't. You know, we have the ups and downs. And uh I, I think you just need a lot of patience. It's not some you know, it's not like um, a speculative investment. Uh it, it's just a uh, safe
0: and sound and steady. Yeah, and so I did actually find it. So here's it over the last 10 years and so five years. So anyway, go. If you've been holding for quite some time, you've went you've ridden the roller coaster ride, but ultimately the wave's gonna take you up. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah. Yeah, go right. back twenty
1: years and you know you'll go see 20, how my- twenty, twenty. Up there,
0: here's twenty. Yeah, so it's been twenty. Wow, so look at that. I mean, Ooh. it's
1: you can't complain about that um, performance.
0: Yeah, not at all, not at all. But then again, what one percent, maybe two percent of the population have known the importance of holding on to this type of money for uh, this type of time period here. So yeah, if you if you have been, you're part of an elite few. <laughs> literally you're part of the one percenter club <laughs> uh what else you got here uh matthew says btc btc guys and go late next year so uh, it's it's everybody can kind of see that on a wall that they're setting things up for the crypto space to do it quite well beforehand because they can't have gold and silver get away from them unfortunately so it gives you more time looking at it that way uh what else we got here. Here is Mario. It says following on Mario, what is your opinion on gold bullion and UK pensions uh, i.e. S-I-P-P, sips. Well, I, I think if you have, you know, uh
1: money in your pension in a sip uh and you can't get it out, uh, that is a a good thing to do to to sip mm-hmm. it. And uh Gold investments, uh, hopefully, will be able to do that. There are other companies that do it right now. So what they do is the your SIP provider will work with a, a bullion dealer and they'll store the gold, real physical gold for you as a SIP. Uh, and the other uh, thing I would say is, uh, yeah, maybe try to save uh, besides your pension and, and just buy it for
0: yourself, you know, some sovereigns mm. and some Britannias. Yeah, be your own banker, be your own central banker. Here's a question from Kearney uh, says, uh, can brokerages fail? Can they take our stocks? Can they take our stocks? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> they got,
1: yeah, they got yeah. counterparty risk,
0: that's for sure. And the brokerages, you see, they,
1: uh, they're not banks. So if you have uh, cash with them, that cash is probably being held uh, by J.P. Morgan or some other bank. Of course, they can fail and they can take... Uh, every everything um, that you have from it uh and sometimes they you know they reorganize you know there is a bankruptcy but it takes uh, months or years to get your uh your assets so the uh, brokerages are not <laughs> not safer than
0: banks uh yeah here is uh from Hannah it says Mike please elaborate on your thoughts about BTC rising and so i've been saying it's for quite some time that you know the crypto space it is and is and has been used and will be used as an escape hatch or a incubator to kind of contain a lot of that hyperinflationary uh, currency that's going to be created. So I would imagine they want that to pump harder and faster because it gives more people a way of staying in the digital realm rather than going backwards into gold and silver. So BTC is the first of its kind in reference to what's been given to us. So it's going to pump just because they're, they're selling it to the public as a new option financially speaking. So people are going to be lured in no matter what. So until there's a vulnerability or something like that in the cold, it's going to rise. And because it has the properties of money, which is the scarcity side. So that's what makes people a lot of attracted to it. So well, this is my on it.
1: yeah, I mean, they've, uh, yeah, I think it's just, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people won't agree with me and, and I have, I looked into Bitcoin years ago and I even, you know, was involved a bit in that market, but, um, you know, they've made it so that, uh, the young people who know about the fraudulent nature of fiat currency, they, you know, they've learned everything about sound money, but instead of going to gold and silver, they go into (laughs) Bitcoin. So I I think there's an agenda there. Mm -hmm. Like you said, is an escape valve for the powers that be eventually, um, yeah, a lot of people already have made a lot of money in Bitcoin and they they will probably again. But there will be a point where they'll Bitcoin will probably go, you know, it's going to crash completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, but gold and silver have never really crashed over thousands of years. And that's, you know, that's just my personal view. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't do Bitcoin or other uh, cryptos. You know just be aware that it's very uh,
0: volatile right and it's the idea that it's not something tangible and that's one of the the downfalls is software so ultimately software and i also say anything created by man can be disrupted by man so it's just software so don't hang your whole life on software <laughs> or for that matter anything in the real world other than god but that's so a side note there um what else we uh, let me see here. i don't see a lot of questions but i enjoy having you know the two people join us tomorrow, so we're gonna open it up more often yeah, and, that a
1: good, good uh, so, thing to do. So
0: we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on a giveaway for next week. We're gonna get more participation and put some weight in people's hands. How about that? Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll start a little uh, a fund to 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 support the we communities. Can
1: create a crypto M and m crypto coin
0: M M&M and M token. token.
1: <laughs> we're, gonna yeah. do a, we're gonna do
0: an airdrop next week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Having fun, man. Uh, Dutch Libertarian says, question for Mike. Do you have other preparation for the coming reset uh, besides gold and silver, grow food, water filter and other? Yes, I do. I do. I do. So I I try to be prepared as much as I can, according to the little bit of knowledge God has given me. And so every area, every area of my life that I enjoy today, I try to look ahead and see what I can get some of and just buy a little bit extra of it. And so, uh, you know, got stack stockpiles of food, uh, you know, ammunition. I mean, everything that you know, man would want to protect and preserve itself, I do have. And on a side note, uh, this is something that might be an option for people if you are interested. And so just literally, uh, within the last 48 hours, I got a water machine, uh, that creates water out of the air. It's kind of like a humidifier. So it's called Carapure. And it's, it's you know, this is not endorsement, but this is just something I think can be a viable option. So somebody mentioned it, but it's a machine here. It's a glorified humidifier that produces water out the air. And so it's drinkable water. It's just, it's bad. It's it's bad, but so that's something that, you know, will be available to people as well. So that's another way of just, you know, being prepared. So pretty, but I got the water filtration. Yeah. So I was one of the early, I was one of the early backers. So I didn't pay that price, but this thing now is keep, it keeps selling out. So it's like they are going fast, so it could be an option for some if it's something of interest. But just putting you on game for those that are interested. So, mm. but that's just one of many ways that people can, you know, provide for themselves.
1: Yeah, I, I personally, you know, uh, I don't profess to be like a prepper, or you know, uh, I do it through uh, stacking gold and silver. I, I think you know that will that will help me get through if uh, when things get Bad. The other thing I I think you need to have uh, friends and be, uh, you know, uh, in touch with your local community and, and people around where you live. I think that's a good thing as well in the
0: hyperinflation or a collapse. Yeah, I do agree. I do agree. And that's where, like, the whole idea I never considered myself a prepper until stuff hit the fan three years ago, where toilet paper, like, well before all that stuff happened. I remember just, you know, seeing how things were shifting and saw the the wave of doom and gloom coming from the east, from China to Iran and seeing people falling out on the streets. I'm like, oh, damn, let me go to Costco and stack up just in case. And so from that, I'm like, dog, let me just have a little bit more on reserves. And then also a uh, good, you know, good YouTuber, Alaska Prepper, had him on the show a couple of times. And he was talking about, you know, calories, you know, being prepared, like having a calorie reserves. I'm like, damn, I never thought about having calories on the shelf. In your cupboard, just in case. I'm like, well, damn. Let me go and get some calories on reserve. So, so just you know, little practical things that you take for granted, given the fact we have everything at our fingertips until we don't. So, anyway, I'll rant forever. Uh, all right, people, uh, we about uh, almost an hour, man. But it's just been a very fun live stream? Hope you guys got some value from this information shared and trying to get you guys involved more. So, feel free. Next week, we're going to do some more things that special for you guys. Uh, so definitely tune in, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, so you will be notified. And uh, Mario, any any thoughts to part with? Any good news, bad news? Any words of wisdom that you might want to drop on us?
1: Uh, I love put
0: you in the spot. Well, <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, just uh, tune off as much as possible from uh, the mainstream media, from all the all the uh, all the stories, political, geopolitical yeah and just try to live your life and because Mm -hmm. that drains a lot of energy from you i think of course you know you 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 will probably hear about what's going on but just try to uh not let it bother you you know you can't really do anything about it except you know the best you can do is be be a good person you know and uh, do your best and um yeah that's all i have
0: that's what i think words of wisdom on a Friday afternoon for me, early evening for you. All right, my good people, as always, it's been great hanging out with you. Uh, As always, man, uh, have a great weekend. Stay blessed, stay prayed up and enjoy life, man, while you still got it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.